on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a break, cause I'm the real McCoy. He's gonna use a lot of steps. He's clearing the shelves for tomorrow's Listen up, boys! This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Scale. And here's your host, a real turkey, Derek McCaw. You are. Ouch. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. No, in my country, turkey is a compliment. Is it? Mm -hmm. What country is that? Turkey. No. Don't let him call you a turducken, though. Oh, well, that would be bad. And probably... uh, not healthy for you. No. Anyway, uh, we're we're podcasting on Tuesday so that we could all go away for Thanksgiving or at least prep ourselves for Thanksgiving uh, this week. So a special Tuesday night edition, which we may be for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's good to be back. Welcome back, Derek. Thank you. It is it is good to be back. He's Although, not totally back though. It's like he's visiting. He's like that kind of like uh, he's kind of like your stepfather. Well, yeah, he's kind of like a the drunk distant uncle, dad, or, or yeah. really more like a. Oh, and he like wow, shows ouch. up. You and know he, what? Actually, that hurts too much. Don't sorry. do that. Don't do that, man. You don't want me to do that whole scenario? You're starting to sound like Goodson. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Loud noises! Okay, okay. go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> uh, was that Goodson enough? That was Goodson. <laughs> that was <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, so, of course, uh, next to me, my announcer, and and the last week uh, doing hosting duties, I heard fantastic. Last two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah. Well, you told me the week before we called Troy guest host, but you really did the work. So, you well, but you know, you made a really good point about the whole Saturday Night Live thing, and so I was like, yeah, good yeah. point. Yes. So, anyway, thank you for absolutely pulling all the weight. You're right, I did. Uh, Lon, and you're gonna never let me forget it again. Lon, the weight puller, Lopez, mm-hmm. and of course, across me, Moral Compass and podcast producer, lightweight Rick Brett Snyder. Lightweight. Okay, well, you probably are the trimmest out of the three of us. Well, yeah, this is probably true. Yeah, you can pass for normal. All right, so we got some. So he could probably do a steamroller over both of us, and we pass. wouldn't be hurt. <laughs> we wouldn't even know. Right, but yeah. if for the other way, it was the other way around. I already have. Forget it. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, we got some comics news, some movies news, some TV news. Uh, I want. I I can I start? I want to yeah. institute National Steamroller Day. Not now, but like eventually. Let's we're gonna, let's choose a day. We're gonna set. You know, because they have like National Pillow Fight Days, and I think that's like uh, National next campaign. I'm gonna make a it? note of that, and uh, we're gonna come back and. You know, I thought is there maybe we could set a Guinness World Record for like the longest steamroller. That'd be awesome. It just seemed wrong to say it. It's um, not steam. No, it's not something else. It's not Cleveland okay, steamer. Okay, it's no, a, no, no, okay. You know what a steamroller uh, yeah, is, I do. Right? Yeah, no, I do. Uh, yes. It's not uh, like a rusty steamroller? <laughs> a rusty that's... venture? No. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll tell you the real story later. Um, anyway, uh, I want to start off tonight with some comic news that, of course, you know, Twice now, I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, just realized I should note this down, because it's very newsworthy. Twice. 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 Comic-Con Dose. tickets have gone on sale over the internet, <laughs> and twice the system has utterly crashed. <laughs> this week, Monday morning, with a lot of websites alerting and telling, and I, and I watched Facebook as all my former students were like, I'm going to get tickets, I'm going to get tickets, and within 20 minutes, I believe... Uh, the site completely crashed again for 
for Comic Con ticket sales. Can I preview the future? Um, yeah. Well, let me let me add one more lesson okay. before you do. Yeah. Which is, and remind you, this is for the four day. You couldn't get this. Isn't four days with preview night because those sold out on the Sunday of Comic Con last year. Right. So this is crazy. Preview the future, Lon. Go ahead. Lay it on me, Daddy-O. Uh, I predict that somewhere around February, March, the same thing's going to happen when they all try to get hotels. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Thanks. I hadn't even begun thinking about that. Because a lot of people are thinking, oh, I'll get the tickets now, and I won't even worry about getting hotels until May or June. Oh, I think man. February or March, I'm just going to go down there and check in i'm 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 gonna put this out there now i'm just gonna say to my um occasional employers and good friends at monsterverse i'd like to stay with you guys wherever you are i would too um because it, it'll have to be closer than where we were last year couldn't be much further out and more comfortable although although i'm gonna say my our hotel last year the uh, proprietors of the hotel really kept an eye out for me on the sunday when i came i don't know if i told you this oh yeah they were very nice when i came back <laughs> to pick up my car after Comic-Con on Sunday night. The lady came running up going, do you want to stay another night? <laughs> and I was like, how did you know I was here? And I was like, so, um, wow. you know, yeah. Well, they were very friendly because when we asked them to fix something or whatever, the guy just came in the room and sat on the bed and was hanging out and just kind of like... Drank some of your whiskey? Yeah, you're kind of like, dude, um, yeah, come on in. They were so lonely. Come and knock on our door. They wanted desperately to be part of the sitcom. <laughs> yes. Six is company, too. <laughs> okay. So, uh, anyway. It's just yeah. spittle. It's I think, just spittle. I think the Comic-Con thing is just, yeah, the tickets are going to be crazy, and you're right. Hotels are going to be crazy. You want to know why? Tell me why. Because of us. It's us? because we- of nerds like us that have been reporting on it for the last five, six years. Ten it's, for me. Well, I've yeah. recorded yeah. for ten I, for ten I, you know. I still say it should move to Las Vegas. That would solve Shut, so yeah. many no, Stop problems. it, newbie. Yeah, so no, you're, you're one of those guys that just comes just in and goes, go you've gone for a couple of years and say, oh, I know what would make it better. Las Vegas. You know what would make it better? better? Seth Rogen. That's that's what happened to Green I, Hornet. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sony went, yeah, Sorry, here's this property for 70 years. I've Sony buys it, and they the go, connection. you know it would be better? Seth Rogen. Yeah, no. Seth Rogen. You know what would make it better? What? Foldable stools. So if somebody could invent You know, I, I actually put that on my list of, of things to take this next year, at least for the first day, to have something that I could... Now, would that be stools. something you strap to your pants all the time, <laughs> and then when you just start to go... No, but that's a great idea. Okay. I want you to... I think Dave actually bought one Go ahead year. and spearhead that, will <laughs> you, Rick? Like, be looking like you've got a rudder. You're the engineer. Well, uh, so you're the you're the rumpeteer. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Either that or this year I'm going to try and get handicap status. And that way I can just cruise around in a wheelchair all I day. would say if we – let's start tonight. Let's go to uh, Unamas and let you eat five burritos. There we go. That would, dev- that would make me handicapped for the rest of the week. Well, yeah. but, but, you know, just – I mean, just go – Every week. Just go You're on training. one of those scooters. Go on one of no, those no, no. I'm saying like one of us has to bite the bullet and break one of the other's ankles. And then that way we can just... That doesn't get you handicap status. Well, you can get you in a wheelchair. Um, I'd say let's go ahead and... Let's or fake it. We can fake it. Let's kneecap tap you. That solves so many problems. Well, no, I need him to run up to the front of the stage and take pictures, though. Really? Salazar. If he's in... <laughs> okay, Salazar. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, I thought did a nice job last week. He did week. a great Thanks job. Thanks for coming in, Jason. And Jason, work on that whole kneecap thing. I want to. I, I I need to be on more podcasts with Sally because yeah. uh, it's always enjoyable listening. Either to that, him. or one of us needs to bring a baby. 
because <laughs> everybody that brings a baby to that thing, they take up the f- like three I know. rows I, you know, of their I tr- giant I, strollers. I tried that one year. No, you know the thing is like, and, and a lot of people ask me that. Do you take your kids? And I like every year I go. I walk into comic and go. Oh man, my kids would love this. And then I think for, for half an hour, for twenty minutes. <laughs> you know, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can we buy, or does somebody have an old baby? Can we baby? buy a baby? Well, no. Do we have an old baby stroller <laughs> no tomorrow? And then we just soup it up, right? Fill it up with, like, you know, sodas Dude, and then we become then... everything we hate. Because no. we've seen dealers do that. No, but no, then... It, what I love is, is seeing, like, on the third day, there's some guy pushing a stroller. He's got the kid in one arm. The stroller's full of junkies bought. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Mm. I want to kill that guy. I know, so that's why, Lon, I can't do that, because Rick will mistake you for him. Oh, okay. And kill be you. a horrible thing. Horrible so, horrible. And I think he would. I watched him um, get Mattel stuff last it's an year. interesting plot. He's very intense. I am intense. Dude, yeah. Rick is a... Yeah. He got us all the Mattel exclusives we needed. Absolutely. Except for Absolutely. I forgot my own stuff. Yeah, it's yeah right. pretty much Comic-Con now has just become waiting in line. We well, just call it waiting in line con. This is why we need the permanently attached stools. I think I should stop going to the day and just hang out with my friends at night because that's actually what I've enjoyed most the last oh, few years. Mr. Fancy Pants with friends. I include you. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yes. Uh, wait, you, I'm I'm one of your friends? You are one of my friends. Oh, my God. My life is complete. And if you eat five burritos tonight, you'll be two of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to eat five burritos. I'm saving all my gorging for Thursday. Ah, uh, aren't you in training? Should be training. I need to train. I've been. Oh, I've been okay. You need an food. on day, an off day, and then a performance day. That there you go. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Um, so I know you guys covered like last week, uh, Batman Incorporated, right? Mm-hmm. You guys yes. covered that. Um, Batman. The one, the one thing I was understanding from it that none of you guys touched on because I don't think anybody had actually read it, and I was I was listening, going, "Wait a minute! I did read that. I did find time to read Try that." I read it pretty quick. Was that I don't think he is. Making them international Batman. Yeah, it's like the Knight and Squire that they're um, that it was. They're just registered. That they, the character was Mister Unknown, and he was going to sponsor Mister Unknown in Japan. Mm. And I, I I can't remember if Troy had enjoyed it as much as I did. I just that that was a comic that I just whizzed right through and went, um, wow! I can't believe it's over. I was having so much fun because it was so straightforward for Grant Morrison. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it was really readable. I really like that. Did, well, did, I, I mean, I read. I mean, I was thinking this is going to be kind of like the Black Glove series, only ongoing. You know, mm-hmm. the, with all the different different mm-hmm. variations that he'll be encountering every week. And I enjoyed that series quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, and I'm enjoying Knight and Squire. I don't know if you. It's kind of hit and miss for I me. I like it. I like I, it. I, I, I like it, but I don't know what it's trying to do. It's trying to be a British Batman and Robin, and making fun, and not making fun of, but acknowledging the way that British comics the, differ from American comics. The 2000 AD type yeah. story, oh, yeah. or the Beano, really. It's not even going oh, okay. back before, because like even the thing about the British Joker is named Jerry Poker, the British Joker, because that's what they do is they rhyme their characters' names like whatever uh-huh. their occupation is. So it's it's as if it was a kids' comic. So I, I'm I'm really digging that myself, uh, and I'm like Paul Cornell there. Paul Cornell's taking over Batman and Robin from uh-huh. uh, Grant Morrison, and so I'm looking forward to that. And then he's writing that Lex Luthor action comics, which has been really great, although Gorilla Grodd was really disturbing in that. So um, I want to talk about some stuff that kind of came in. We can say sort of trade paperbacks maybe for uh, Christmas, since this is coming out before Cyber Monday. It is Monday. getting time to really get serious about your shopping, um, So folks. I got mostly some kid stuff, and I wanted to just kind of mention rather than New comics on the stands this week. Although, you know what would be great for Christmas? A copy of Bela Lugosi's Tales from Grave Number One. 
Where could they get that, Derek? I don't know, and that's why I'm putting it out there, because I don't have a copy. It is sold so well, I don't have a copy yet. I have not received my comps. I'm not blaming anybody, because I know they've been really busy promoting, and that promotion has worked. I mean, it is selling really well. Diamond sold out. They had to uh, go back to the go back to the publisher to well, get I'll it. I'll give you one of mine if you want. What? I'm just kidding. I, I know. Buy any. Buy. <laughs> I did I did snag a copy. We were out at uh, Valco, and I bought one. At, at Legends? Uh, Legends? Legends had it? Legends oh, good. had it. Good. Yeah. I, I went to every, almost every store in the Valley but Legends so mm. far. Maybe I'll have to go check. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Oh. Anyway, uh, so I got sent, things, sent some things in the Magic Mailbox. I told them it was a local uh, local guy who had done stuff in it. So. Yeah, well, that was nice of you. Yeah. And you. you're like, and I know him. Yay. Um, first of all, from Marvel Morgan and Fairchild. Disney. Tron Betrayal. I don't think we've talked about that. I, I know I re- actually, in a rare hold that up for written the review. Yes, better. boom, there, there we go. Um, no, because Marvel released this in last week, the second issue. They did it as a two-issue miniseries. While simultaneously, the same day, from Diamond, this from Disney Hyperion is the trade collection of the Marvel book. Now, in a, a in a slight book for two issues. Oh, they were each individual issue was four ninety nine. This is ninety nine nine ninety nine for the trade paperback. Okay, and it has a prologue. And an epilogue that aren't in the uh, uh, the two individual issues. So, so there's I a reason think, to buy it again. Um, well, I would say if if you have Tron fans, we know that like uh, Gaz Gretzky, who was this artist that was in here last week, is a huge, huge Tron fan. Has a Tron sweatshirt with all the uh, designs of being a, a cyber warrior uh, all over it. And I was talking to him la- uh, a couple weeks ago about it, and uh, he said. You know, he was going to hold off until Tron Legacy came out, and then he would read this. But this is actually a really solid kind of inter- in between the it's first between, Tron and okay. this, explaining how the events of Tron Legacy kind of come about. Okay. What's the how the status? So it's kind of like what quo. was done with that uh, Spock series, that, yeah. that led into the uh, new Star Trek. Yeah, game. so it's really well done um, in many panels. Without being obnoxious, you can recognize that these are characters based on Jeff Bridges and Bruce Boxleitner, and that's fairly impressive and it's 10 bucks it's a good if you know that's like a, a that's casual a decent size a casual uh, fan of of tron you know looking for something interesting for christmas this i would recommend doing this over the marvel uh individual issues get this little trade for now for the person so that's connected to the films or it is. It can is. i ask a question mm-hmm. who is tron have you not seen Tron? I haven't seen it since I was like eight years old. Well, uh, Tron is the computer program created by uh, Alan, the the character played by uh, Bruce Boxleitner, who also plays Tron. Who, at Wait, least in the trailers I've he seen, he plays Tron. He, in the tra- trailers I've seen, they haven't shown him. But when we talked him. to Bruce Boxleitner uh, at at Comic Con, he someone asked, like, you know, well, aren't, do you appear as Tron, uh, is Tron himself not in this movie? And he just said. It wouldn't be Tron uh, without Tron. So, uh-huh. but that like they're holding. So wait, Tron is a program and a character. Well, all the characters in our programs in the world are programs. So he gets he gets transported to the world of Tron, and then yes. he becomes Tron. He gets written into the world as no, a program. no. Jeff Bridges' character right. gets transported in, and then takes the place of his program had been derezzed clue then he recreates in this graphic novel explains that he re uh, rewrote re- recreated clue, clue to be sort is of this like anything his, like that show fat guy stuck in the internet um i don't know hmm. i know uh, so. i did watch that yes that, oh, okay. that was the original tron really nice comparison yes that was definitely a parody of tron have you seen the toys for tron 
Yes. Right? We saw them at Comic-Con. But I've, seen, now, them, I've seen them in stores, and, and I'm stuff. pretty danged impressed or, with them. Yeah. I yeah. bought. I actually bought the identity disc, the the one that Ooh. lights up. Oh, you put yeah. it on your shelf. They went on the shelf. So it's on the shelf. Yeah, the interesting thing about it is that Disney is not actually re-releasing the DVD. It's like almost because there's oh, such a yeah. difference in the way they appear, like the technology yeah. that I that there's kind of speculation that Disney would like to just hold off because they're afraid that if people buy the original, they'll say, "Oh, this looks really dumb." It'll sour them. I mean, it was great for 1984. It was fantastic for 1984. Oh, yeah. Um, I was I was I was uh, in line at Disneyland, and there were a couple of a couple of uh, young punks talking about Tron, and they uh, were lawns they age. Were, they were lawns age. Little, you hooligans, a little younger than lawn. Anyway, they they were Tim's they were, age. They were talking about the movie, and they were saying, "Yeah, the special effects were horrible, but it was a good story." And I'm like, dude, you don't realize how. I mean, there was no CGI back in those days. That was all in camera mm-hmm. effect, and. Um, just well, I no guess respect. my biggest question, though, is uh, please tell us to the Tron novice. You see this commercial, and it's like Tron, and the kid, and he's my dad, and yeah. they're like, and you yeah. know, all this other stuff. And it's like what's, I feel like I've seen the movie. What's going to make people go see this movie? Your recommendation, Lon, right now. The entire fate of Tron rests upon what you say in the next three seconds. Sorry, I was getting a phone call from That's Tron. What I That's thought, it. yeah, um, uh, so no, but. Uh, because, I mean, everybody's like, I see all my Facebook friends, they're all, yeah, Tron trailer, and they're checking it out, and I go watch it, and I just go, oh, it looks cool, but I mean... Well, that's it. It just looks cool. Story-wise, what's going to pull me in? Like, um, It's like Apocalypse Now. And that's what I've heard is that it's oh he's got to go in and kill the... Well, he's got his dad. Well, is, his dad, Jeff Bridges, be a discovery. Jeff Bridges, has been missing from the real world for several years. And Jeff yeah. Bridges was the hero of the first yes. one? Yes, yeah. And he wasn't, but wasn't Box Lightner the hero of the first one? It's both. Okay. So he's not the title character. He is the guy who pro, who set up the basically. I have to watch this. You, you do. This. I have the DVD. I can. Uh, I would love to. I, I'd love I, to buy I, it. I will try to bring it next week because uh, because they're not re-releasing it. But I I did get it when they did it um, originally. So cool. and, I, and I showed. And it's it. his son or something, right? And his son, yes. Which and is all explained in this graphic novel. So, and, he, and he already knows how to ride a motorcycle, which sets up the light cycle. The stuff light cycle and, thing, yeah. yes. So, um, and I showed it to my son, and he said it was great. It, he really enjoyed it. As a six-year-old, it just wasn't funny, which I thought, you know, that's that's what movies have to be now for children, for kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he was like, "Oh, it was really cool, Dad," but it wasn't funny. I don't get. You know, that was kind of an odd. Mm-hmm. So, Trauma Trail. I recommend that. You know, I was going to mention this thing is it's, it's pretty amazing how how many pages there are in there for ten bucks in the mm-hmm. that's that's not too much thinner than the average graphic novel. I was wondering if you've have you been picking up or at least looking at um, Irredeemable and um, Incorruptible? Yeah, but not in trades. I've been uh, in um, the trades. You get halfway through the you get halfway through the trade. And then it ends, and you're like looking at all this. The the back matter is like a third of the book. It's like every alternative cover mm-hmm. is jammed in there, and I always feel a little bit cheated mm-hmm. because they're not incredibly thick uh, sets of books. But I get all this extra these covers. But they, which, pro- I'm going to say, but Boom prices it well. Although I, I, I Boom does a lot of alternate covers. You're, you yeah, you are right, but I but I think numbers. considering. Both, as you say, uh, irredeemable and incorruptible are like 
two of the best books out yeah. there. It's definitely worth it. I just said a little bit cheap. Yeah, no, I understand. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I understand. I'm, I'm getting ready to read the last part of this and it's over. Mm-hmm. And there's still tons yeah. of paper in there. And I got, and this was sort of a, and I'm, I'm going to go kids wise. So uh, Disney is also releasing a graphic novel, ad, graphic novel adaptations of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which. Oh, I love that book. Well, yeah, The Lightning Thief was a major movie it? last year. No, please. Oh, it's yeah. got Percy in the title, so you know I read it. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the artwork of, of, for this, and I have not read these, so actually my first experience of Percy Jackson and the Olympians will be through this adaptation of I Did Not See the Movie. Of the Lightning Thief, my daughter read these books, loves these books. I know a lot of kids do. Has she looked at the art? Uh, I haven't. I haven't shown it to her yet. Um, so I'm just going to say I. I do think this is actually a pretty good adaptation, a good looking adaptation. I don't know. Well, I'm much more in favor of this than I was in favor of the Twilight graphic novel. Yeah. Um, the problem is it's a hardcover that is twenty bucks. So, but I think for Ooh, people that are that are Percy Jackson fans, and there are people that really are hardcore. That's going to be possibly a nice little gift under the tree. So, um, and this is an adaptation of the first book. Yes, okay. and as a well, there's this series called the Bartimaeus books about a about an Ifrit uh, or a Ifrit Ifrit that uh, in an alternate England run by magic. Uh, and so they're doing this a little cheaper. This is uh, a ten dollar paperback. The first novel in that series has been adapted into. Uh, into graphic novel form. And I've started reading this. So this is my first experience reading that one, that series as well, which, again, I've been hearing I've never seen teenagers, teenagers talking about it and really enjoying it. Um, the art, I wasn't as completely enamored of as I thought the uh, Percy the, Jackson one was. But the art still, is kind of in uh, – it's kind of like a little anime. It reminded, some of it reminded me of Phil Foglio, actually. If you look at that cover – it kind of looks like, kind of like like the, the like the, the mythic myth, yeah. the mythic adventures. But this is this is somebody this is like a whole there's a whole generation of kids that are learning how to do comics using Photoshop and layers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is looking this looks a lot like a, a very high quality web comic. Mm, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So again, uh, reasonable price. And if you've got somebody who's into that, there you go. Uh, and then I got a Hardy Boys. Uh, when was the last time you read a Hardy Boys novel? I've never read a Hardy. You Hardy. never read a Hardy no. Boys? I was Tom did you, Swift. Did you about the, the tag Boys? team guys, the Hardys? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Or? Are you saying that seriously? When they were young and and Hardy Boys, crime. right, Tim? That's the the wrestlers. Yes, Jeff and Jeff and Matt. And Matt but Matt uh, Frank and Joe are actually characters that are almost a hundred years old. What? Yes, they uh, ripped it's off the wrestlers. Thing. Yes. That's ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> Did you remember that's how Sean Copyright Cassidy got his start? Sean Cassidy was Joe Hardy on the he was a Hardy on the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries on ABC in the seventies. Sean 70s. Cassidy, who's that? David Cassidy's younger brother. David Cat now you guys are just making people up. Shirley Partridge's uh, son? Yeah. Can you guys talk about somebody current and contemporary like Justin Bieber? God. Can you talk about Justin Bieber? Yes. Okay, go. Congratulations on your American Music Awards. Well, Rick just took it out of my mouth. (laughs) And he's got luxurious hair. I'm a little bothered. And he likes to whip it. Okay. Um, Yeah, anyway, so uh, Paper Cuts, which has been revived the Tales from the Crypt. That's the name of the publisher? Yeah, and they're printing uh, and they're republishing the uh, Smurfs, which we talked about a couple months ago. 
Um, so they've got this Hardy Boys graphic novel line, which they've had for some time. It looks like there's zombies on the back. It's called Crawling with Zombies is the adventure. Oh, in, my God. In, the in Hardys the- got turned into zombies? And, yeah, so I guess clearly I'm the only person who um, – it's, it's, it's about um, flash mobs of zombie crawls, zombie walks that they get, uh, that they get into this. Oh, cool. And somebody's so got – So they're keeping it's, – it's, yeah. it's got the cell appeal without going actually – I'm going to tell the, you. Uh, I'm going to tell you honestly, I, I think I had about 50 of the books as a kid. Yeah. And reading this was like – Going back. Re- going back and reading one of those. I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing because I, I think now kids – might be a little too sophisticated for that writing style. There's a lot of um, kind of presentational explanation of their situation and of their techniques and who they are in a way that I'm not so sure the average middle school reader is going to be into. Well, yeah, middle school kids are reading are plowing through Harry Potter now. Yeah, you know? yeah, but um, this is a, it's written by Jerry Conway, who was a big giant of DC and Marvel in the '70s and '80s. And it's nice to see he's got work, um, and it's drawn in a, in a manga style. And uh, but so that it, is pretty. It's, it's kind pretty of clever to to get the the flash mob zombie thing in there so that they can do a zombie story without. Uh, yeah. Any idea who owns the rights to the Hardy Boy? Uh, the Stratemeyer Syndicate does because um, weren't they trying to revive the property a little while ago with like a movie with like a was it Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller? The there Hardy was, Men. Yes, there's a, script, a, there's a screenplay called oh, okay. The Hardy Men where they come back to Bayport as adults. And I thought that would have been hilarious. I really want to see And yeah. that movie's still in development. I oh, would really? love to see that movie made because I think that would be very, very funny. I'd love to see Tom Cruise do another comedy. Yeah, so um, – and you know, so it's it's not a bad book. It's just it, it just it did remind me a lot of those books, and and I thought, yeah, those books really weren't, and they weren't meant to be well written because because I don't know. Have how. the Hardys ever been in comics before? Um, yeah, I saw there's a Nancy Drew Vampire Slayer a companion piece. Um, Wait, Nancy Drew came first, right? No, the Hardy Boys were first. Oh, okay, and she spun off of them. No, she didn't spin off. They were they were separate series separate from the same f- publisher uh, from the same okay. syndicate. Uh, under the under the pseudonym of Franklin W. Dixon, a whole bunch of different people wrote the novels, and then they would update them every ten, fifteen years, revise them, and so like I think you can even go, I think you can go on Amazon and they have like the original, the the original four they re released in like keepsake editions, the Tower but, I mean, of Treasure. And well, the basic right. premise was they're just young dicks, though, right? I mean, that's pretty much yeah. What they, it- uh, Disney had it on the the Mickey Mouse Club. They did it as a as a serial on that. Um, there was a Hanna Barbera cartoon or filmation cartoon in the sixties. Oh, okay. And then there was uh, there have been at least two TV series since. There was um, a syndicated one in the in the early nineties. There was one in like the seventies well. or eighties. I well, can't that's remember. The, that's the heart, that's Sean Casty and Parker Stevenson. Right. That was uh, no. I'm talking Nancy Drew. Didn't Nancy yes, Drew? Yes, it was, have it was yeah. the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mystery Hour. They would alternate each week. It was a wasn't Hardy it Boys like episode. the chick from like Remington Steel or something? Or uh, no, it was the Dallas, from or? Dynasty. Dynasty, that's right. Pamela Martin. Right. Pamela Sue Martin. Pamela Sue Martin. Yes. yes. Uh, there were a couple of actresses that played Nancy Drew because then when the Hardy Boys were a little popular beyond and they did the crossover movies, uh-huh. I think it was somebody else played her in the second one. So, okay. Yeah. But it's basically just solving mysteries every yeah, week or something. Teen, yeah, you know, independent teenagers that, you know, get involved in international There's crimes because you know that happens all the time. time. Kind of like the mystery team. Yeah, well, that mystery. I still haven't seen yet. Oh. You're supposed to lend me that DVD too. I don't have the DVD. What? Oh, okay. We'll talk later. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, a clever way to get the Hardy Boys yeah, back on yeah. the shelves. 
Um, so uh, I also saw, and it's, it's coming too late for Christmas, but you know how the Tiny Titans is really popular. Now DC's got Art Baltazar, who won an Eisner for doing that, is not, is writing and illustrating a six book series for kids about the super pets that spin out of Tiny Titans because they're very popular uh, against the Legion of Super Pet Villains led by Gorilla Grodd. Um, well, this has nothing to do with the Gorilla Grodd is. Not saying that he was ever a pet. A pet. No, no, no. But <laughs> but they have like the the Red Lantern cat. Yeah, is is one of the villains. Okay. Um, and there's does a, he vomit bloody hair? I don't know. Well, oh. he does in the in the in uh, Blackest Night. I he don't remember does, that. Oh yeah, the cat's hilarious. Um, I have to admit that's a sick joke that makes me laugh every time I look. Larflees could get in there. Larflees is hilarious too. Um, so that's coming, and I'm hoping I can get. Uh, uh, preview PDF maybe for us to look around, look at before it uh, comes out. Um, I think I have connections to that, and uh, I'm just sorry that it's not coming out in time for Christmas for little kids because it's because I think you know kids really respond to that. But it's also probably thankful for the parents so they don't have to spend more money. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Lon. There's always for, a silver lining. Scott. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know where else to it's put it. I got this book. This is kind of an obscure. Uh, gift recommendation, but I got this book. It looks like a like a script or something. This or, is the uh, uncorrected proof. This is the galley uh, okay. um, called "I Superhero: My Journey into the World of Real Life Superheroes, Spandex, and Sex." What? Uh, by Mike, the amazing white bread McCollin, and then in parentheses, okay, no sex. That was just to get your attention. Uh, okay, and I will admit, uh. I will admit that that title sounded uh, the the parentheses was just like, okay, you're being a little too cutesy because I've had some I've. People have sent me You've stuff. You've had some sex with superheroes? No. Oh, okay. I, I've I've had books before that people have sent that have been like self-hating and how cutesy they are. No, aren't I clever? And I was afraid that's what this was going to be. It's yeah. about this guy who decides that he wants to join the the uh, Reels. the ranks of the real-life superheroes. Right? This is nonfiction. Okay. And so when he's talking about himself, it is very self-deprecating. It is kind of funny. He talks about like his training program. But it turns out he's actually a pretty good writer, so it, it's it's – it's amusing in the way that I kind of go, yeah, if I were going to try this, this is exactly what would be going wrong for me. But what I really find interesting about it, and I don't think anybody else has done this, is that he has gone around, went around the country and interviewed and spent time with the other reels on patrol. And so it's really, even though occasionally he kind of steps back and makes a smart Alec remark, it's um, – it's a really good document about uh, about what it is for these guys, and it's kind of an oral history of this movement that is apparently growing more and more. And, you know, because, I don't know, have you seen, like, the YouTube video when, like, that guy in Cincinnati, Shadow Hair, uh, no. was... And, and, and Shadow Hair is clearly... Is spray on Shadow Hair? No, 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 like the, rap, like the rabbit. So it, it, it's... Oh, yeah, Shadow Hair. Shadow, H-A-R-E. Hair. Okay. Um, and it... And I, I don't know who he is because all these guys actually are maintaining secret identities. Right. But whoever he is, he's clearly like one of us in their early 20s. He's a nerd. His voice is really high-pitched. And I saw this video and I was like, you know, what? what how goofy. What are you doing? And then and then reading – And then he saved a baby from a fire. Actually, apparently, he, were apparently like, he has um, stopped like a, a rapist and uh, he's actually – actually has – intervened and saved some people and been injured in the line of duty and the first of the supervillains who I would have to agree with in this book the real life supervillains are just if I don't edit they're just dicks people that are bored that want to mess with these guys who are really just trying to stand up 
and yeah. tell everybody else you could do it too. But we're inspired by comic books, so we're gonna we're gonna wear it. it the supervillains apparently haven't really committed any crimes, but they're like harassing the heroes who are like really just doing social work and community yeah. work. Now, is and, there any mention to the first real superhero in this? Which would be John Ritter. I, I dread your uh, John Ritter, hero, hero at large. large. Yes, because I mean he's the one who started this. Captain movement. Avenger. Yeah, it's because of him that these people exist. So, big ups, big ups. Okay, not like uh, yeah, you're right. Batman or anything like that. Uh, no. no, I mean those were the comic heroes. John Ritter was a real guy. Who in a movie played a guy who became a real not fictional real life? Who was in a movie? That whole thing was a movie. You and know he, that, right? He got shot. Right, I know. I for saw real. It. I loved in I a loved movie. Hero at large. I would love for that to be released on DVD. I that, love that movie. Or remade with or one of the things Jason I, Ritter. Or this might be one of those where I feel like I have fond memories of it. And yeah. I'm afraid to go back. Don't go back. <laughs> sort of like watching Legends Dude, that, of the Superheroes. That part at the end when he goes back into the fire. No, no, I know. That gets you every time. And what is that about cinema? And that's where you're right. That's where it started. The, the heroism always has to go back into a fire because they do that in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1 or, or Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1? Oh, okay. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, comma, well. also. Mm. Um, that, that, that he goes Well, in. yeah, Spider-Man ripped off John Ritter. So there you go. It all starts with Ritter, dude. But That's all I I'm want to, I want to pay tribute and, and have people order this book That's and get this because it's a really good book. Oh. And I think interesting. And this is why at parties when we meet authors, they they want to beat you up. Okay, they beat I, me I, up? I, yes, I, I, I didn't say it was racist. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> for those of you still following at home, this time, sorry. <laughs> so, I superhero my journey to the world of real life superhero Hispanics and sex by Mike McMullen, uh, who becomes uh, who's become his own hero, the Amazing White Bread. So, um, so I think it's a really good book. A holiday recommendation. Now, wait and a minute. In fact, wait I think if we can figure out how to do it, he would like to come on and be a podcast. Oh, guest. So, That'd be uh, but but let's. But he lives in Texas, I think. Here's a serious question, though. Yeah. How are you supposed to be taken seriously as a real when you give yourself the name The Amazing okay, yeah, White which Bread? Which is the point. Some of them are just doing it to cause attention, call publicity be, to yeah. a cause. Um, and, so, and they do not make any, preten- any pretense of fighting crime or being there. But there are a couple. Um, this guy... Uh, should I just finish reading about him? Um, Who's the local guy? We've got Mr. Extreme. Oh, they, they, yeah. What's the local guy's name? Yeah. Um, there's one in Mountain View, but this guy down in San Diego named Mr. Extreme, and it sounds like he really has put himself kind of into danger. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a security. He says he, that he has spent time as a security guard. He has done martial arts training, and and he's willing to be there to. Which he says is like basically if in a lot of dangerous situations. The appearance of someone like himself mm-hmm. kind of diffuses situation because it's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And he knows that. Where's the camera? I don't want to be in camera. And though he does work some... for charities and so forth, it is still about just Sure, like, but I'm just saying if you're – what was this guy called? The, the Mr. Amazing Ex- – Mr. Extreme. So if Mr. Extreme who's taking this stuff pretty seriously, he gets a call, hey, I'm the amazing white bread. I want to come interview you and talk about you know what you do. It's like – wouldn't you be kind of a little put off at first? Well, going? he doesn't pick that identity until after he's already oh, interviewed okay. all these guys. So okay. he's just saying he was thinking about it. He wanted to do kind of an in-depth exploration of it. Um, and it's it's I really am enjoying it because okay. it, it just feels like, wow, I, I've, nobody's paid that much attention to these people. Yeah. And Except spent time, Kick-Ass. 
Well, th- okay, there's the fictional thing about uh, kick-ass, sure. But yeah. by fictionalizing it, don't you bring attention to it? Except that uh, it, it's basically kick-ass is a book about how they're all idiots for doing it. Way to bring down the room, I think Lon. we just answered our question. I think you yeah, – oh, I don't right. agree with that. I don't agree with that. Um, so so we're going to be partying with this guy soon? Or what? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he parties. Uh, so, um, Rick, you downloaded the DC Digital Reader, which they just made a big thing about. They've got their, They've got their iPod they, version. Why do they have to have their own individual – I mean, what what – is the difference in any of these programs? The real difference is uh, so they're they're targeting the iPod right, iPad, iPad right now yeah. because it's the you know the hot new reading device uh, in, that doesn't in color, whereas the Kindle doesn't have color. Right. So you need it for comics. You got one, didn't you, Lon? Lon, Lon, I got a you what? Here? I got a what? A Kindle? No. Okay. So a um, candle? Do you have a candle? No. A clue. I got a, I got a, a Jimmy. I got a Jimmy Kimble. Okay. But in any one of these applications, because there there have been there have been ones for all the various uh, various smaller publishers have d- have done their own readers, and Marvel had one as well, and now the mm-hmm. DC one just came out. And I I did a side by side last night with Marvel and the DC, and they're pretty much the same application. They're just showing they're not doing as much as the the Marvel online comics did, where you were reading it in a web browser. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what the reason why they come out with their own application is first off it's branded so it's you see the mm-hmm. DC icon there when you go into it you have your comic collection and then you can go into their store and you buy the comics through that application you don't buy them through iTunes or anything else so oh, okay. so that's why they do it that way so they so the app takes you to their comics to buy Okay, and in, okay. in general, I mean, it's not a lot, not a lot to say about this thing. I mean, if you know how to work an iPad, you know how to you know how to read this thing. You can expand and collapse by pinching and and spreading the uh, the pages. And sure, now you pay attention. I knew that was going. to You know, this is why we had to make you host because you pay more attention when you're in charge. No, I was listening. I just heard pinching and spreading. That's all. Yeah. Just. So, Bad choice of combos so, of words. Not much. Not much to report other than. Uh, I looked through what they had available. There wasn't a lot. lot, lot it seemed like yet. a lot of classic stuff. Yeah, a lot, and that's what they – they end up doing older stuff and that you can buy. They're not doing the uh, – I mean, I don't know that – they had that one episode episode of uh, – or issue of Iron Man that came out the day of release. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, know that if they kept that up. Yeah, that was Marvel. Right, right. No, I, But I DC saying, has been doing Justice League Generation Lost keeping up. Oh, they have been. They have been, yeah. Okay, so – there you have it. It's a free download on i i iTunes. Pardon me. It's a free download on the iPod app application, and okay. you, you can get it. And you can download a couple of free books right away. Oh, the one thing that they're doing is they're putting out a lot of origin mini books. Oh, okay. So, like the origin of the Penguin, the origin of the Joker, the origin of the Batman, okay. and they they do these things in like two pages. So, you know, it's just enough to kind of tease you that you it's might like want to buy an old issue book. of Dynamite. Yeah. Or, or you're not a, are you old Dynamite, the thing you get through like the main, troll yeah, yeah, book yeah, yeah, orders yeah. or whatever. Exactly. I don't I know. I still love that. They used to do like a one page or two page like they would edit down the origin stories of mm. different different characters. I used to get that and bananas. Yes. I still yes. love the covers of I bananas. I had a subscription yeah. to bananas. Bananas is great. Yes. Uh so let's go to movies. Things that might let's drive go. some right now. 
Drive, drive. Let's go to the movies. Let's okay. go drive to some, the movies. Some people, baddie. Have you seen any bananas? lately, or have you been so busy? I have not. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I'm hoping. I watched Five Station Zero the other evening. Well, that, well that's an old movie. Um, <laughs> it's an old movie. I, um, no, I'm hoping. I still haven't seen Harry Potter, and I need to get out. <sighs> for well, shame. For me, that is a shame, all right? Um, I, I've heard that some people have seen it like three times this whole weekend. So. You're kidding me. I, well, no. I mean, I, I guess, no. The fans are pretty hardcore about this. I was. I want. Let me thank publicly Ted Coppolis, who had been the uh, movie critic for K Fox, who stepped in and wrote the review for Fanboy Planet. So that was kind of him. Um, so, um, I heard there's a lot of camping in it. There could be. There okay. could be. Um, you guys talked about the Green Lantern trailer last week, Ed. We did quite a bit. Did you talk we about did. the Green Hornet trailer? We couldn't did bear not. to watch it. Uh, I hadn't seen it at that time. Did, did you? Did you watch it? No, I haven't. Uh, the, the the Green Hornet trailer I that did. came out last week is actually a lot better, hmm. and it does. And, and, it's cut better, but it's still the same. I think it's going to be a little goofy, but I, yeah. I I think for the average person, that makes because again, the Green Hornet's not a character a lot of people know. Because here's the biggest thing for me. So your son's going to go, Dad? No, that was funny. No, I'm going to tell you something, and this is the sad, is that I've had two people, two adults, come up to me and say, Hey, are you excited about Green Lantern? And I go, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess to some extent, it's kind of. I can't believe that uh, that they finally made a Green Lantern movie. And I said, man, that car looks so cool. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> once I'd go, ho, ho, but twice it's like, what? Uh-oh. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of confusion. Um, and, but the thing is, a lot of people think that Green. I understand they're, they're just going to call, start calling it lanterns. But there's, but they're, <laughs> but they're saying, but they are saying. It's they do want to see Green Hornet. They just think it's called Green Lantern. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the car. I just keep seeing the space. Well, Green Hornet comes out first, so hopefully there's uh, it won't know. be an issue. Uh, where's Cato? Hey, but I just think it's kind of interesting. Wow. Cato Kilowog. Same. And thing. then good heavens, if they make a Green Llama movie, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a exactly. Green Llama. There's that a Green Llama. The, yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. I hope they don't make a Jolly Green Giant movie. Oh, that'd be oh, great, oh, though. Oh. Don't you think? You know what they are making, which is just horrifying everyone this week? Buffy the Vampire Slayer is getting a remake without Joss Whedon. For shame. Well, the thing is, really, has it been so long since the TV series we need the film remake? No. Didn't he create? He doesn't own the property? No, he doesn't. He sold it to Fox? No, he didn't. It was the original movie. The people that owned the original movie actually- I thought actually, he wrote it, though. He wrote it, but he didn't own it. The uh, producers, the Kazooies, uh, a Japanese, uh, Japanese-American uh, production team. Uh, that's a Vuvuzuela. No, I was trying to remember. Oh, okay. Right, no. Anyway, um, they got producer credit on the Fox, on the TV series because they licensed they it the to property, the Fox, right. and, but they own it. Wow. And is, and uh, so they're, they've got this uh, woman named Whit Anderson. She's an actress. She's going to write the screenplay. She's oh, like yeah. 29. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, because they really need, she has this really cool take on it. I'm like, what? Really? I mean, what's different? Uh, yeah. And Joss Whedon said, you know, Hollywood. This time. Hollywood needs. She's a teacher in a high they've school. They've got to stop just recycling old ideas. Yeah. They need to come up with something new, like I have with my with my movie, The Avengers. Mm. And so he was <laughs> at least funny about it. He says, I was kind of excited because I thought maybe this would be more money than I get from my Toy Story licensing fees. Um, he wrote Toy Story? He wrote, Toy, he oh. wrote the first Toy Story. But he doesn't. Yeah, really. But he doesn't really get any of the money for Toy Story either. That was his joke. Is uh, so he doesn't get money from Buffy either. But he said he hoped that his work would would last after his death. But what he meant by that was 
really after he was dead. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was you know funny, but I I don't get it. I I just it, to me that's people are still so I mean and teenagers are still so into the TV series, yeah. picking it up on Hulu, picking it up on on reruns on whatever channel network is showing it. Um, DVDs the show's timeless. Well, it's not, not necessarily that. timeless, but I think, but I think really, I mean, people are still into that version. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I mean, has that? Do you, how much? You know time what? Do you let's, need before, let's wait because we always right. hear all these things like so and so's making this movie. Small production company is doing a remake of this, and then we never see it ever again. That's well, that's, uh, I mean, that's how long have they been talking about the RoboCop remake with? Uh, I just love it Darren when Aronofsky. Aaron Aronofsky. Yeah. Aronofsky. I love it when it gets to the point where they say, "Hey, they're going to remake that Lost in Space movie." <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Well, that actually happened, though. No, no, no. The the movie was a remake. Of Not the only TV that, show. three years later, they tried to sell a pilot remake of <laughs> Lost in Space uh, with. Uh, Billy Mummy was actually in it. Yeah, um, I, I don't even know if it was actually shot. I think it. I think some of it was like test. Well, there's footage. always some production kind of yeah. test footage um, things going on. But uh, yeah, so that's just kind of interesting. Uh, and, and then you know, I mean, with a Spider-Man reboot, when it's only been three years since Spider-Man three, although just last weekend Andrew Garfield, who will be playing Peter Parker, did run into Donald Glover at a party, and he tweeted the and they picture. Fought? And they did not, but oh. they said, but uh, they made peace. There's a picture of them very peace. Was very there obviously. beef? Well, because Donald Glover wanted to be Peter Parker. I know it's a joke, Lon, oh, okay. but they were, but they made a big. They so, made headlines. So what occurred to me is that there is a character in the Spider-Man mythos that Donald Glover would be perfect. Don't for. say the Prowler. No, I was not okay. going to say. I was going to say Joe Robertson's son, who is Peter Parker's roommate, Robin. Yeah, yeah, but you could make him the Prowler, and he could be a hero. Hobie Brown. He could be, except I always thought of the Prowler as being older. If they're gonna, and he didn't meet the Prowler until he was in college. If they're gonna play with Peter Parker as a high school student, and I don't know that they still are, but I, but I think they are. Yeah. Then I would think that Don Glover could easily play a high school student and be a friend. That Can way. I? Did you talk about the other Spider-Man casting rumor that came out or casting confirmation? The uh, the lizard. Well, there's a lizard too, but uh, Dennis Leary. Oh yeah. As uh, Captain Stacy. Which somebody had wow. said they would have thought Dennis Leary as J. Jonah Jameson. And I thought that could have been that awesome. That could have been very interesting. That Especially been if they redid his funny. hair. I, but I kind of, uh, yeah. What Although the, th- the problem with the J. Jonah Jameson thing is I really want the same guy to play it. It's not going to happen, though. I know, but I still want yeah. it because he was so good. He was perfect. But I mean, Leary's it's the only part in all three movies that I have no regrets oh, yeah. whatsoever. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's not going to happen. I know they'll probably get uh, J- not. Who's the guy who replaced? Who was the second Thunderbolt Ross? John uh, Hurt. John Voight. William John, Hurt. William Hurt. Hurt. William Hurt. They'll get him because he always replaces everybody. So yeah. Well, you could make Sam Elliott, who was the first. No, he has no. He has another personality. Yeah, Sam Elliott's too Sam wise and rustic. mentoring. R. Lee Ermey. Let's just go there. That's who it should be. Who? R. Lee Ermey. Who's that? The guy that was in Full Metal Jacket who always plays the drill no, sergeant. No, he's too yeah. drill sergeant. They should get Jackie Mason. What? Spider-Man. He's a menace. <laughs> I don't know. He's in the city. Parker, I'm doubly impressed. Not only did you make that reference, he but did. you knew who he was. Yeah. <laughs> so Parker, I need some pictures. the accent, too. So get out of my, get in my office. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Another horrifying to me cast rumors is Zack Snyder. They're looking for Superman, of course, and it looks like John Hamm's out of the running. Oh, I love that movie. Looking for Superman. Looking for Superman. Waiting Oprah for Ma- Superman. Whatever. Waiting for Superman. Waiting for Superman. Oprah says it's good. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Uh, so, um, Matthew Good. Eat, pray, fly. The Matthew rumor is, Good. Who's that? He's the guy that played Ozymandias in Watchmen. Oh. A Superman? No. He's too British. Well, okay, that's one way of putting it. Mm. He's too wispy. That's that's what I'm going for. Is wispy a term for? No, I want to. No, say but that's that's what I'm going for too. Uh huh. Yes. Well, um, I you know, and they say that. Oh, well, maybe his suit will be CG like the Green Lantern suit, <laughs> and that'll make <laughs> up for his the body fact will be CG. Make make up for the fact that this uh, microphone gooseneck here is uh, thicker around than Matthew Good's entire body. So, um, I I, mean, I hope that's not true. Yeah. I really hope it's not true. Maybe I, he's gonna eat five burritos a week. I, maybe I didn't like I, I I didn't like him as Ozymandias. He was okay at best. Um, you know, Zack Snyder's just trying to crank this out quick. So I know, but there Carla Gugino's probably gonna be in. I'm it fine with that. Put her in. I don't know what she'd play. But Lois she's Lane's just, no. mother. Oh, okay. Lo- that, fine, fine. I'm good with that. Anything. Mila Kunis is uh, Lois Lane, and that's then, not a bad choice. Yeah, it is. She's too ethnic. That'd be interesting. What? I'm kidding. Go ahead. She's fine. Um, Ron's got a little problem with no, no. Yeah, uh, and just this just in, they confirmed that Gore Verbinski is going to direct Johnny Depp as Tonto in the Lone Ranger. Just uh, broke this Wait, afternoon. He's going to direct, direct just Johnny Depp. No, they it's don't called have, the Lone they Ranger. Haven't cast a Lone uh, Ranger, and Tonto's in it. But we've known for two years that Johnny Depp was going to play Tonto. Yeah. So. Actually, that's the whole the whole selling point is there is no Lone Ranger, just Tonto. Well, Tonto, Tonto he had his own. He Ranger. had his own Aurora model. I would be fine with that. Aurora yeah, model. He does the Aurora plastic models. That I are like don't the monsters. That no, it's a very old. It's older than you. Got it. I like it. I like. It the still end. happened. Long. Wait a minute. Doesn't, it still happened. Doesn't the Lone Ranger wear a mask? Yes. Couldn't they Johnny Depp play the Lone Ranger and, and Tonto? Tonto? Oh my God! No, I, I, Tonto I, I, I like makeup that. and then I like that because you get you get the super. You know, Tonto is very. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say something right now. Shut up, because you know we don't want to be responsible for predicting that's what happens if that's what happens. So he keeps Wait. on trying. He keeps on bringing people in to play the Lone Ranger. They keep getting killed. I've got uh, an even so better one. Oh, no. I'm so scared of you now. A half Tonto, half Lone Ranger, like the like the guy who would do the half man, half I want to say something sideways. Long. Really? Yesterday, I was looking forward to this thinking, I miss Lon. What? That's and a now... <laughs> And now I'm like, what? He could be all chemo subby. Absence makes me the heart think, grow dumber. Me think bad idea. And then it's he like turns a scene over. in Victor Victoria. Yeah, and then he turns over and he goes, I don't know, Tonto, let's go get him. And if he sings Le Jazz Hot, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Be, I don't get that reference. That's from okay. Victor Victoria. Oh, got it. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore, though. I used to, we used to see it a lot during like the 80s, the They 70s. did it on Glee, not uh, oh, did they? a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. The half man, half woman. Yes, turn. yes. yes. Damn, I guess I got to start watching Glee. Yeah, not. No, you don't. Not. If you're looking for half man, I'm going to say, woman. honestly, after the Rocky Horror episode, I almost gave up on Glee. Yeah, it was not, I it gave was up so on bad. Glee the first episode I ever saw on it. Though. Have you watched it? I don't think you have at all. I saw the first the episode, oh, and then okay. I kind of went, eh. Yeah. And then the other night, I was like uh, getting ready to, go, to leave, and, then you went, uh-huh. and I turned on the TV, and it was like, you know, because like, the stuff they do in between all the singing and dancing is actually kind of entertaining and fun. And then they had this episode where uh, I guess one of the kids was at a private school, yeah. And all these guys started singing Katy Perry, right? And I just was all, "What the <laughs> hell am I watching?" 
And so I just I had to turn it off. I just couldn't I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the appeal. And then you went to your night shift to the adult bookstore. Pretty so, much uh, to yes. clean up some glee. Uh, <laughs> why did I? Set you that brought one up? it up. I did. I did. My fault. Your fault. My fault. Uh, so. Um, that's it. Oh, and then I mentioned, speaking of that, however, that uh, we talked about Tron earlier, and uh, it was announced last week there will be, of course, the adult film version, mm. Prawn. It's a perfect cycle. Nice. I believe in mentioning these things because there's quite a new uh, subculture among that of parodies of these things. We know there yeah. was a 60s Batman one. There is a Tim Burton. Which Bert- I cannot find. The, or there is a Dark Knight. Uh, there's a Dark Knight parody of Batman. Uh, Splatman. Uh, no, still doing like with the Christian Bale costume. Oh. They're doing a Superman. They're doing a Wonder Woman. They did. They released a uh, promo image for the Hulk. Oh my! Um, yeah, I'm a little worried about that one. Um, starring Dale DeBone, who is the guy who plays He's Adam good. West He's right, good. in the uh, Batman. Batman one. Uh, and so now Prawn. Uh, How do you know all these guys' names? Yeah, because every time Bleeding Cool mentions it, they say, they go. Oh. It's like it's almost like it says Dale DeBone. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's that's the only reason I know because it's like, oh, he did a, you know, he looks like Bill Bixby. That's the weird thing is I saw the poster and went, wait, how did they get Bill? Oh, well, oh, you know, so um, well, he's just a very versatile actor. That's why I don't know about that. He can jump from all these different roles. I don't roles, know about okay? that, but uh, so. one minute he can play Batman, the next minute he can play Bill Bixby. He's good. Is he? Okay. Okay. You you watched that, didn't you? Bill Bixby's the, the The Batman one. I did, unfortunately. So it was not good. Well, the production value was fantastic. Uh, the costumes were great. I am in no way recommending this as a Christmas gift. No, item. no, saying. but the sex was lackluster. I'm just going to say it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I would give it probably half erect. So this was this that's was, the old hustler rating system. This was the one they also released without the sex. There's scenes like a as thirty well. minute version without the sex scenes. I didn't watch that one. Oh, okay, well, I know, but okay. I just think they spend too much time on the production value and the costumes, and not enough time on the boning. You know what I'm saying? So you can say it because I don't think it's going to be out there on Sunday. What? But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe what? I, it's it, moral well, family friendly. No, we shouldn't have started that. I was just doing that. You know. See, he agrees. What? Anyways, carry on. Joe? No. Um, so, and again, an update. It is still not too late to donate money to send us to see Spider-Man turn off the dark. We need because to stop. It is we need to stop. Go- no, I, well. We need to stop. You know what? If we don't get enough money to go there, I still have a lot of web hosting bills, so I'm okay with this. Or no. Dinner. Or dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That play is never going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Too many people are going to die or break legs or... I just wanted to mention it out there. People, for Christmas, <laughs> first of all, give to the poor and then give to Fanboy Planet. Make oh, yeah. sure that the, that the homeless guy down here... Get your, that order right, folks. Your poor your, first, yes. Then Those who are Fanboy. truly needy. And then if you have a couple bucks left over, come on. A couple bucks, sure. Yes. Don't give us giant donations. Feed well, your Although family. I'm still grateful for that guy that did. Um, anyway, let's move to television. Okay. Well, you look shocked that I see I that. love television. Did you? This week you watched The Venture Brothers? I did. Which I'm hoping is only a season finale and not an actual finale. Is there and yet a rumor that that's an f- actual finale? Because nothing has been confirmed either way. And yet it felt like it was an appropriate way to end the series if they had to, yet there are still many unanswered questions. Ross grinning like a maniac. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I, it was awesome. That was just... They had uh, nerd prom. They had it nerd was an hour-long show. 
And I loved what I loved. If they they do that again, they've got to have the uh, the insets with uh, Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. Yes, those were those were those were works of art. They were fun. Yeah. Do you not? You're not watching Venture Brothers at all. Uh, I'm behind like two seasons. So. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, it was. Uh, we finally see Princess Tiny Feet <sighs> again. We had seen her before. Had we seen her before? Yes, she's been on at least twice before. But uh, uh, must have been drinking. Well, must have, uh, you know. Yes, it was just just a very very fun. That was episode. It, they got everybody into that episode mm-hmm. too. So, and I, I Shore Leave isn't that your favorite character? The GI Joe Shore Leave. Shore Leave, he's funny. I like. I yes. like. I said it's been like Shore Leave really has been important seasons. this year. He's so been a lot of episodes. So, the, so you've missed all the all the episodes with Shore Leave as being a, a really. Major I kind of and Sphinx was actually coming into their own. This, this yeah, episode, <laughs> giant Sphinx. I stopped when they <laughs> drive like a, a twenty seven like or twenty twenty four. 24. Yeah, which has been worked out through the season. Is that two seasons apart? Away? Well, it, it's, it's been the last two. Th- two. But the last two seasons are really half seasons that were uh, divided into t- into two. So, yeah. yeah. But that that's... What, is it four now or five? This was season four officially. Okay, so, so if I went back to catch up, just see all of season four. Mm-hmm. Which they're starting okay. from the beginning next week. They're just going to roll yeah, through and right. said, oh, you really? can re-up and they're yeah. just going to show every... They're going to start from the my season Tivo. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. On so, Sunday nights? Or? Yeah, so that's okay. the, same, the same slot. Oh wait, they're starting slide. on season one. You said, yeah, they're yeah. going. They're going back. Oh, so now I got to wait a couple months to find. Well, out. but you know, I can enjoy. It's with, I think I'm going to actually. I'm going to actually leave it on the uh, DVR because I want to go back and. If I watch remember and correctly, laugh. the first season was actually done in Flash. I think so. It was Flash yeah. animation. At least the pilot was. At least the pilot was. Flash. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. At least the pilot. I was. don't think so. Are you and sure? I'm pretty the, sure yeah. it was okay because the pilot looked really good. I remember seeing the pilot before the series had even come out or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just thinking it was brilliant. Well, I think you know it's a it's a just a fun show. I just I'm well, I mean, it's great because it. of all its pop culture nerd references. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's why I love. Well, the it. fact is, and again, if Nate Costa is listening, the fact that they did a Red Hulk joke, yeah, that just that that just killed me. I, I, it means I, they care. I stood up and went, "I should call Nate." I love the fact that it's it's got for such a crazy little show. It's got character development in it. Absolutely, it's had an arc and and there's pathos to it. Right? Yeah. And they had a musical episode. No, uh, no they didn't really. Except Doctor okay. Venture, uh, Rusty was going to uh, write a musical about himself. And it was as bad as you might imagine, oh, okay. so that was pretty funny. Um, so it was all that. Uh, Young Justice is going to debut this weekend, the uh, based on the DC oh, really? series. Yeah. What, what time? One day uh, in the uh, Brave and the Bold slot on Cartoon Network oh, Friday okay. night. So Young Justice starts. Uh, where the first image of Aqualad was uh, leaked. Aqualad. Did you watch Brave and the Bold last week? No, I haven't. I'm way behind on Brave and the Bold. Wait, which one uh, was it? My daughter's too efficient. She, it keeps, was, she keeps showing it to my son and then deleting it. And then my son's mad. He's going, Dad still needs to watch it. <laughs> and then I rarely get to see it. So. The, uh, it was Batman, current generation, generation after that, and generation after that. Wait, Batman Beyond was in there? No. No, no. They they, they took the, that would have been awesome. It was so, so good because they, they had – I watch that one. They had the – they worked the animated sequence from the TV show into the episode with Batman and Robin fighting crooks, which they have done before. And uh, but this was this was like the two of them facing each other oh, and then turning okay. and hitting and tur- turning and oh, hitting. That's funny. Um, and then, oh, wait, I did see that one. Was they, that the one with Batwoman? Uh, no, no. Who was on this episode? Was Ra- Huntress on that one? Huntress was not on it. It was basically Nightwing, 
It was. It ends up with the Joker in the future and the Joker's son, quote unquote son. I didn't mm. see that one. Yeah, because no, I watched a whole bunch like just over the weekend, and the one that I wanted to ask you guys, or if you've been watching, is there was one where I think it was with Batwoman, and they show like Batman and Robin fighting, and then it goes ten years later, and then Robin's now Nightwing. Right. But then there was like an episode prior where it was like Emperor Joker or something. There was an episode with Batwoman in it. Selena Kyle was in an episode, but it wasn't Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle was no, Catwoman. Uh, pardon me, Kathy Kane. Selena yeah, this Kyle, was a different actually, chick, though. In in this episode, Batman marries Selena Kyle. They have a son named Damien. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. kind of weird. But uh, maybe it wasn't the Joker one, but there was another one where it's like he's got Robin as a partner. And I'm trying to figure out. They don't ever say it's. Is it supposed to be Tim Drake? Is it supposed to be Jason Todd? Is it supposed to be Dick Grayson? Well, this one, Damien became Robin, and it's about the mantle being passed down. Sure, I'm just saying, but I, it was confusing with the. I, okay, I guess my point is, is uh, Brave and the Bull, which has been so good about avoiding continuity and mm-hmm. getting kind of convoluted and just having standalone stories, now was kind of confusing because. I'm watching an episode one week where it has Nightwing, which is obviously Dick Grayson. Right. I'm watching an episode later where it's supposed to be current with a Robin, so I'm assuming that's supposed to be Tim Drake, which would have been the last Robin. Okay. I could, but I could not set the, a little bit about, of this aside for you, but it's a spoiler, and it's definitely a okay. kind of a fun spoiler. Okay, well, we'll just watch it then. That, that does reconcile all that aspect okay. of it. Okay. Okay. All right. But I would say, and this is my big Christmas recommendation. Oh, I had one more question about Brave yeah, and the Bull, ahead. though. I'm still on I, the topic. I, I finally saw the Batman or Batmite episode. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Was that Mark Hamill as the voice? Paul Rubens. I, okay, I thought okay, I was either Paul Rubens or Mark, because I kept recognizing it. I'm all, who is that? And like, it yeah. sounds like Paul Rubens. My but favorite part of that is where when they go to the convention and they say, some of you feel that uh, Batman can't be humorous. And they go to a guy dressed as the Joker and it's Bruce Tim. I, I, I didn't. I guess I saw the second Batmite one. There's a second Batmite? The Emperor Joker one? <gasps> no, I haven't seen it. There's one where Batmite is going to, he's, he's with Batman. They're going to fight the Joker. Batman says, you stay out of it. You're not allowed to use your powers. Batmite says, ah, I can't use it, but I can give them to you. So he shoots them at Batman. When Batman ducks, and they go into the Joker. And, that, uh, and that's how they get Emperor right. Joker. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Um, but what I have seen here, beautiful box set for Christmas. Ooh. The complete Batman Beyond, uh, which is spiffy. Which is spiffy. It's a spiffy set, first of all. But uh, So this is a nine-disc set. That's a big box that's with a, like uh with a 24 with a 24 page behind the scenes art booklet in there which is really nice and then the nine discs include a ninth disc so the previous release has that was eight discs this one includes a ninth disc which also includes what uh warner brothers released separately a couple weeks ago secret origins the history of of dc comics oh. um so that's included as part of the ninth disc and I would say this is the way to get it. Now, if you have like somebody who doesn't really know much about DC but is kind of vaguely interested, you could get Secret Origins. But honestly, this is such a great series. Um, I think this is the great gift item. And if you know – if you, uh, this is a series that if you know Batman, the basic Batman mm-hmm. story, you can get into it. And it has – there's nothing that nothing that you need to know 
going to this other no. than it's it's in the future a little bit and just enjoy. And right. it's a character coming back in the comics. The comic book has been great, yeah. written by Adam Beechin. This also has a little introduction by Stan Berkowitz, who is one of the main writers on the series. Uh, it's just it, great animation, uh, kind of a sparse animation style. Mm-hmm. Good, good it's voice just, acting. It's uh, just a cool, good stories all around. It's a cool series, and it was kind of a throwaway. It was you know that it was the series they the, the production team didn't really want to do. So they started it, and then they kind of noticed nobody was paying much attention to them. So they started doing whatever they wanted, and it was you know it's tell it's tell it's the most it's clearly the most artistically satisfying uh, for them. They go out, you know. They Although really was this the different. one that did? Uh, I always get this confused. Was it Return of the Joker? Yeah, I was going to yes. ask: Is the movie in this too? No, Batman, uh, okay. Return of the Joker is not because okay. if you included that, that, it wouldn't be family friendly. Okay, that's true. That was kind but of. But isn't a that the movie. one where like Dick Grayson comes back and is the Joker or something like that? Uh, uh, Tim kind. Drake was. I'm pretty sure it's Dick Grayson. No, I'm pretty sure it's Tim Are Drake. You sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they because t- uh, because uh, spoiler alert, Dick Grayson had been uh, uh, clearly established as Nightwing in and they, Batman Beyond. In Batman Beyond, and they never oh, okay. and they never established what had happened to the previous to the last Robin. Oh, At okay. the time, that's who the last Robin was. Got it. You know that or, was very disturbing. It's a very it's and that's very, why I say it should be a included. Fundamentally it's disturbing not, story. Yeah, I mean it was really good, but very controversial. I mean that's what yeah. kind of broke up the Paul Dini Bruce Tim team um, because up to that point it was them together and uh, they just decide, one decided to go one way and um, the other one decided Dini to go into kind, darkness Dini, it was the early days of the, of the real hardcore fandom on the internet and the story kind of goes and who knows what, what really was going on but so that Dini kind of let some spoilers go and then I complained about Warner Brothers wanting to edit it mm. and but when you see what they actually released it's like yeah, I don't want to see the unedited yeah. version. Yeah. Not for a show that is based on a kid's cartoon. Right. You know, right. it's just it, it was a little too intense. So I don't know who was pushing what, but you know. And that movie came out after the show was after over. The, after the show yeah, was so. over. You know. Oh, speaking of intense, and this is a little off topic, but can you vindicate me uh, this week about uh, Spider Man? Yes, I can. Thank you. That did actually happen last week. Lon was mentioning a public service uh, comic book about Spider-Man being molested by someone, and it is still and it uh, wasn't Venom, and it wasn't, it wasn't Venom, ben. and it wasn't Carnage. It wasn't it was an older kid in the neighborhood, yeah. and uh, so that that comic did exist in the eighties. It is kind of looked upon as like what what were they thinking? It was part of the Straczynski. Uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> but but it is one of those things where you know people argue that Spider-Man is like this all-purpose character. You know that that anybody could be under that mask right. and so a lot of kids really identify and i can see that it's just when you start i was listening to your guys commentary i gotten the press release about the um the the thing in you uh, in new york post with mayor right. bloomberg uh, michael bloomberg by the way sorry um and that uh, it's okay he was almost you know president uh so uh so this um thing is that whole commentary about like he's got to get a job you know it's like do we need to throw Spider-Man into these political right. things? I don't, you know, it just seems, I I don't know. I understand why Marvel does it. I understand it's a very popular character. Lon, you are vindicated. It is true. Uh, I think Spider-Man got molested. Uh, he did indeed get molested. You think when he was talking to Mephisto, though, he could have erased that memory I think, in fact, that was, wasn't that your email back to me when I was? No, I said that on oh, the show. Oh, Rick, oh that's right, that's right. 
okay. So um, totally forgot about that. Oh well, uh, it probably has been because I don't think the mainstream continuity has ever referenced it. I don't think it's ever been. It was just oh, so these are out of continuity stories. Maybe perhaps. Can Maybe. you think of while we have the Zorlak here? Can you think of any other Spider-Man PSA comics they did? Fruit pies. Uh, there was a teen. Actually, I can't. There was a Teen Titans anti-drug one. There was a Daredevil did one too, which was really Spider-Man bizarre. never did an anti-drug one. He did episode issue uh, ninety eight. Yeah, ninety six through ninety eight was the yeah. No Comics Code Authority when Norman uh, Harry Osborn was addicted to drugs. Oh, okay, uh, so he actually but that in, was part of continuity. That was line. actually part of continuity. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, but I'll think about it. What about reading? Oh, Spider Man well, says to read. If you want to include Spidey Super Stories from uh, Electric Company, yeah, I was going to say Electric Company yes. in Toto. Yes, but they had a long running series, comic book series as well. Yeah, that went with that. So here's the other great gift, and you can get it at, at lifting Fanboy it off the Planet. floor. I have to lift it up so that Lon can enjoy both hands. the lenticular oh. image. Six million dollar man, the complete series here. We can rebuild that from Time Life Books, and you can get this. Actually, I'm going to shield. You can get this on on Fanboy Planet. You can order it directly, and this is beautiful. That's just it's an amazing lenticular. I am afraid to open this. So much motion in that. In I've never running. seen a lenticular like this. I, there's, there's more frames this. than I've ever seen in one before. So, it, it, yes, it was cool. I have to show this to my brother on Thanksgiving. I'm mesmerized. I know <laughs> you like, are. Because weren't no. you? I mean, you say we talked about this when they first announced this, series, this was coming out. Weren't you a fan of the show? Not really. I was a little too young. Yeah, a little too oh, young. I was actually. I watched uh, the. Uh, they did. A, they did Cyborg as a movie of the week first. I think, it's, and then they did a. Then they did a TV pilot where he's more James Bondy. There may be. I, I don't. I, I don't know. All I know is uh, Sasquatch scared me. And I read the Martin Bigfoot. Caden novels Bigfoot, at Bigfoot. the same time. Yes. I mean, technically, you're right. He is Sasquatch, but I think they called him Bigfoot. On I the couldn't series. remember what they called him. Was it Bigfoot? Bigfoot. It was Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. Who was revealed to be an alien robot? Was that right? What What their explanation was on the series? He was a cyborg. I don't know. I can't remember how he was constructed. Well, I'm you'll looking, be able to tell us in a little while. I will. As soon I'm as you break f- the shrink wrap. I, I know. I'm really looking forward to this. I think you should light a candle first. And I may have to. Put soft music on. Oh, weird. <laughs> now it just got weird. Thanks, yeah. Rick. Um, and the other thing for Rick and myself, I think this is just going to, you know, Lon, this is where he checks out for a moment, is that Doctor Who, although you did say you covered Matt Smith on Craig Ferguson. So although I couldn't you. think of Matt Smith's name. Um, that uh, Matt Smith's Christmas Day special for Doctor Who will be, uh, I think this may be the first time, broadcast simultaneously in the United States and the U.K. About time. About, About time. freaking time. So, Actually, no, 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 it won't be because they'll do it like time eight difference, hours ahead Time of difference. But still, I'm, I'm okay with that. It'll as long as they show, it, they show it the same day. On both sides. Christmas. Finally, the BBC gets it. That guess what, it's guys? It's the day it's supposed to be watched. We're big fans in this country. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to that. Very excited. Uh, Michael Gambon is the uh, guest Gambon. star. Who is Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies uh, and a great actor. So proving that, you know, once again, Doctor Who attracts some really incredibly high-profile talent yep. for the U.K. Although I was reading in that book, uh, The Writer's Law, mm-hmm. The Writer's Tale, um, that Dennis Hopper called them up and wanted to be a villain. And he was almost the villain in the Titanic episode. But they, oh, wow. but they thought that it, the, the, they could not make the schedule and the budget work. But he was really interested. Because the villain in that is in a wheelchair, yeah, you know, life support device. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, he was a different villain at the time, and then they oh, changed okay. it because they couldn't get someone of that kind of quality. But um, but Hopper, 
I mean, Hopper would have been incredible. (laughs) But I couldn't believe that Dennis Hopper was a Doctor Who fan, and so, but and he was the one who contacted them, so uh, or his people did. Uh, So yeah, and you want to check in on you? you, Anything on Walking Dead this week? Um, thought it was very racial, calling the episode Vatos. What was it? Yeah, I thought you were going to say that it got better because everything's better when you add Vatos. Oh, well, that's true. God, really? No, no. Okay. Isn't that a positive that thing? Was such a negative. It is thing so. Say. It is so hard to negotiate. Referring to them as vatos. You know, we is are, it? I don't know. We are Mexican Americans. Okay, you're not. I am. Oh, you claim that when it's convenient. What's my last name? Lopez. That ain't Italian, buddy. <laughs> Lopez. But your family runs. Chinese. Yeah, your family runs a pizza place. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I definitely liked it better than episode two and three. I'm with you. I was not. I did not get all that drawn into two and three. I thought one was great, but I haven't watched four yet. Well, uh, this episode though was actually written by Robert Kirkman, so maybe that had Ooh. something to do with it. Mm. I did not realize uh, that. I don't remember who directed it, but uh, who inked it? Uh, no. Tony Shalhoub and uh, <sighs> Vinny Coletta, and um, but you know there was a little more action. There's a little more, although. They're really going into this whole character development thing. I mean, starting the show with a what was a five minute dialogue about fishing lures and but their again, fathers. The, the, the and thing I love is, that, the, the that thing, was that was a the thing great I have to say scene. Is, uh, the people that are not fans of the graphic novels of the comic book, let's call it that, they are eating that up. Sure, but genre people that ever have ever watched a horror movie go. Oh, a long uh, kind of whimsical talk about our past. Oh, they're dead. You know but there mean? aren't enough of the genre fans, and I would say myself sure. too, to keep a series on. We know that oh, because yeah, horror yeah. series always get canceled after the first season. I'm not saying it was a bad scene, but it's kind of like one of those where I want the story to move forward, mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there, two people sitting in a boat. That was a that was a great scene. I, and it, it it developed character and it broke the zombie uh, broke the the metaphor of, of zombie films because there was no zombie attack to break up their revel reverie, mm-hmm. um, which is always what happens. And they they avoided that again when one of them died and the other one was over. But I already, they didn't but- go to the standard the standard cliche zombie thing. Instead, you had that zombie attack out of nowhere, which really surprised me. And it was a great scene. Yeah, but I mean, if you, I mean, character development can also be subtle too. I mean, she spends all episode two looking at this mermaid and then talking to Rick about it and how her closer sister is, and then they show the flip side of the sister being worried and you know you're going, you know, we, we can't just leave them there. But so we know there's a tight bond between these two. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they come back and they're reunited and they hug and they. So we we got that. We get it. Mm-hmm. But then to sit, put them in a boat for two three minutes. Yes, it's a nice scene. It was great. It was nice acted. It was everything else. But I'm saying, when you have six episodes to tell this story, excuse me, to then like kind of just sit there and dwell on. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, it just to me it feels like it's beating it over the head. When I want to move the story forward, I feel like this Meryl storyline has gone over three uh, episodes or three episodes. And it's not when, even in the original. Well, sorry, but it just feels like to me they're dragging out this unnecessary thing that they're going to build to a bigger conclusion. Which I would I would say this. It, it what it reminds that's me struck. My, that's just uh, no, my no, no, it's okay. And I, but I would agree with it because I thought that the two and three could have easily been one episode. Sure. But here it is. 
Uh, it does have a comics analogy in that it, it feels like this six episodes is writing for the trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just dragging it out to make a nice little de- – to make a nice I, little I, DVD I package. They, I, mean, you, I think you commented when last you com- week. When you build a story, you have an idea for a story and then you, somebody says, okay, that's great. Make it into six episodes. You go, oh, I really have enough for four. You start filling so things you start in. filling yeah. things in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to turn down the paycheck for those other two episodes. Plus, no? I, I mean, like I said, I like this one the best, but then the grandma comes out and stops the gang war, which was kind of interesting. And then I don't spoil too much because I saw oh, you haven't seen yeah. it. Okay, uh, I caught up on three. I've, I kind of dropped out of TV for about two weeks as I was opening, and I really enjoyed that whole a tuna that, Christmas that whole scene, at Bus Barn. The, the, the org. Anyway, um, yeah, I still have to buy my tickets. It's all right. I, don't know, I just feel like pacing could be tighter. That's all. I mean, I do like the character. You're right. The character development's bringing in I, mainstream I, audiences and stuff like that. I just feel like... I like the fact that you say that they're beating us over the head with it, and what you really want is more beating over the head of with, zombies. With dis- that's dis- not necessarily... Disembodied limbs yeah. is what he's No, but see, that's not necessarily what I want. I think that they can be smarter about it and move the story so much more forward yeah, yeah. instead of just hang lingering in this... 24 hour span or something you know what i mean like has it only been that long or, no it's been but like, no i can i mean yeah. it might well, be it hasn't been that long you're well, right I mean, it's been like three or four days fa- since okay. he's found his family okay so yeah. he was there for you know a while and then and then they, well, i mean he shows up to atlanta and then he gets read i mean that whole he shows up in atlanta and then returns to camp had to be 24 hours Right. And then he sleeps, and then he goes back. So you're talking 48 hours, really. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like there's, there's some shows where you can do the character dialogue subtle, real subtly and move a story along, too, to where you've got, you've got mm-hmm. character development happening, you've got story happening, and you're, you know, yeah. and you're working it. I think in this one, it's like, how much time do they spend? And this is another little spoiler, Derek, but it doesn't give a whole much away, but... How much time did they spend on that guy digging those graves? La, 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 la. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, and was that really a big plot point? I don't think. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I will give you that they're stretching some points. I, I would also remind you that the, in the first episode there was a long scene where they're just talking about women and about talking about oh, the, oh yeah, the two sheriffs standing. That there was before. a nice scene, and it's. I, I would say that scene is no different really than the two girls sitting in the boat. I, I can. The only argument on that is, is that's your main character. So you want to kind of develop your main character and your your sidekick, which is basically what Shane was in that episode. Yeah. But all these other ones, you know, no, no, they're no, no, all. But, but here here's the difference. We know this is a this is a story where he surprises you by killing people that you aren't expecting to die. You've got to build. Oh, all you mean the, the writer, or right? The, right, the, right. Kirkman. Yeah. And so you've got to build everybody up kind of equally to keep that in, that imbalance. So when he does that to you, you're going to get the There's same. There's an emotional value. weight. Yeah. No, I yeah. get that. But like I said, they've. I think they've. Like for example, they've done it. The, the sisters. I didn't think they needed to do it. I mean, the uh, the storyline with the wife abuser guy. I mean, they spent a lot of time on that guy, and he's essentially a throwaway character. And it's, and you really. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm just I'm, yeah, I, no, can, I, I can pick I, it apart. I'm not, but I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm not. I'm not tremendously trying to refute your argument. But right, I'm right. just saying, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a pass for this thing. I'm, oh, I, I'm not I'm, saying I'm not. I'm, I'm 
pretty sure they're going to renew this for a longer series. It and already if they has been. Did. They renewed it so, for the second so, series, 13 episodes. So my expectation is that they'll pace that story out differently. Yeah, and no, and, we'll and yeah, you have to be a little forgiving because, yeah, it's only a six-episode thing. But In six episodes, we know they can't take this where they want, where we want it to go. To 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 the, the to the group and the, and but, the things okay, that they're gonna. I guess run maybe, into. but see, to me, I think it's a little inconsistent. You can go one way, or you can go the other way, and I feel like they're kind of torn as to which way they want to make it. Is a sharp kind of action, kind of paced, you know, with character development, or is it a slow burn character developing kind of thing with a little bit of zombie action? You know, I just don't feel like it's figured out its, its tone or it's mm-hmm. what it's want to mm-hmm. be. So. You know, and then, I mean, so to spend all that time, like, say, for example, was it the second episode or maybe the third episode, to spend all that time with the character development and then have, like, this juicy big reveal at the end where you they find them back on the, or they go back to the roof. And it's like, just felt like that, that punch of that, of that last, or that episode where they find, you know, whatever's left on the roof lost any kind of power because... They just kind of dealt with it so fast, and it wasn't yeah. really a big yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So I just feel like it's got to find its feet. So yeah. okay, I, I'm down with it. All right. Well, I think and by a, feet I mean disemboweled feet, right? Disembodied feet. Disembodied. <laughs> you can disembowel feet. That's <laughs> odd. Uh, Sorry, I had phlegm in my shirt. So if you have any grammar notes for lawn, please write into sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, comments, compliments, commentary, questions, donations. Write. Donation. No. Yeah, yeah. New uh, pictures. Okay. Of that's, females. That's too, yes. Always remember saying that. Sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com or editor at fanboyplanet.com. Until next time, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. This is disemboweled Lon Lopez. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers, powers only for good. Brains. Hello, I am the monarch, and I am currently chasing Dr. Venture around. That's so sweet. (laughs) I just wanted to remind you to use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.